it's official. You are my new favorite carpool buddy. <laughs> my, You are my passenger princess right now because I'm driving. We're doing school pickup. You know the drill. Oh, I've been spending a lot of time in my car lately and... I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk to you the whole the whole ride. So here we go. <laughs> For my snacks. Hi, happy. Wait, 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 wait. Hello, happy Monday. It's a new week. It is a new week, friends. Like, can it's the last week of February. Things are things are progressing with pregnancy. I am scared because I just said it's the last week of February and I'm due in March. Oh my gosh! And like mid March, maybe arguably the beginning of March, March 10th. <sighs> That's my due date. Yep. So <laughs> I feel, but at the same time, like there's so much to be excited about. I'm obviously excited about <laughs> the baby coming, but January is just such a long month. February too, especially since it was a leap year this year, or it is a leap year. We've got an extra day. <laughs> Um, March is just like the beginning of spring. I know the weather doesn't always reflect that, but it just brings this sensation of springtime is coming. We've got Easter coming up at the end of the month. I know I can't like, I can't stop thinking like, yeah, I'm gonna have a baby for Easter. Like what? <laughs> and did I tell you this? I already started buying Easter stuff for my kids baskets <laughs> because I, I'm just proud of myself because I'm the normally like wait to the week of like we are days out from the holiday and I'm just rushing into the store or ordering stocking stuffers last minute on Amazon. But I have already started and I highly recommend this strategy. I am not a planner, a header mom, but I like this because I don't have to look for the two day shipping or overnight shipping. I can just order something. Oh, it'll be here March 16th. That's before Easter. It's fine with me. Add to cart. <laughs> but I've ordered them a few things just like sunglasses. One of my friends actually asked like, what do you, what do we put in kids Easter baskets? And I was like, sunglasses, chalk, bubbles. Um, I like to do a book, some hair accessories for the girls. <laughs> Maybe a little hat for the baby brother. Oh, I actually do want to order him a couple of teether things. Oh my gosh. I'm, I have to make him an Easter basket though. Think about it. Like the girls are going to wake up on Easter morning and they'll see three Easter baskets and be like, well, what about the baby? <laughs> I still want to order Easter baskets too. Every year I say this, I'm like, I'm going to order like real Easter baskets. And then we end up using just like a random bucket. Like I bought some Eastery looking unicorn buckets a couple years ago and I every year I'm like we still have these these are still around I thought they would have broken or gotten lost by now but I do want to get like the cute wicker Easter baskets or like something that has like bunny ears on it and now that I am giving myself all this time and preparing so far in advance I think it might actually happen I think I might actually pull the trigger. All right. What else is going on this week? If you have not seen, I launched a new power pack of workouts. So my power packs are, you know, anywhere between 10 and 20 workouts. And they are designed specifically for either a season of life or like, for example, I have a travel pack that's workouts that are body weight equipment only that you can do anywhere, whether you're on vacation, um, you're at a hotel, 
you're on family camping trip, you can bring these workouts anywhere. I have just launched my LIT program. LIT stands for, it's L-I-I-T, so it's just like HIT, but LIT, Labor Intensity Interval Training. And it is for my pregnant moms who are getting close to the end of their pregnancy and want to prepare their body and mind for labor. The workouts and the intervals are going to mirror contractions. So we are going to be doing longer intervals with breaks in between, lots of breath work and mindset sprinkled in and infused throughout to prepare your mind for the marathon of labor. Oh my goodness, I am so excited for this program. It has been, listen, years in the making. I originally had this idea in 2022 and it didn't feel right until this pregnancy. I was like, this program needs to happen. I want to make it and you don't have to have fit pregnancy or any of my other programs to do it. This is a kind of like a one and done type of offer. That's why it's a power pack. It's a done for you. Here you go. Here's your bundle. It's for the specific season. You're going to love them. It's going to check off all these boxes for you. Um, it's live. And right now, actually, it's we're kind of doing like a launch party and doing a discounted price. So normally this would be $79 this week. Well, actually, just for the last couple of days here, because we started this last week, but the deal is going to be $59 until the 28th. So get your order in. You will have them for life. And these workouts are great. I tested them out on my mom fuel ladies, my MFers. I welcomed them in. I was like, you guys, this program isn't done, but you have to check these workouts out. And the comments were already coming in. Wowzers. I wish I had this. My first pregnancy. Yeah, it's they're good. And you can do these workouts at any time. However, they are specifically designed for labor prep. So whether you're in your third trimester or in your final few weeks, I also noted that whether you are, you know, or whether you've been exercising and staying fit your entire pregnancy or maybe, you know, you've been kind of putting it off, but now you want to buckle down as it's getting more serious, you can start this at any time. You don't have to be super fit and feeling great every day to do these workouts. They are lower intensity, meaning we're not doing crazy cardio. We are not doing um, just super heavy weights. It is designed for the third trimester and to help prepare you for labor. So you're going to love them. We've got affirmations in there, an affirmation arm day. We've got commit. What was the commit one? Oh, they're, they're good. Listen, when, I, when I'm excited about something, I will just talk and talk about it. But I'm going to leave the link below so you can check it out. Lit is live. I can't wait. I can't wait to do these workouts with you. Share it with a pregnant friend. If you're like, Kim, I'm probably not going to be buying this. But I know someone. Please share it with them. That would mean so much to me and to them. Because I wish I had this. Maybe you could gift it gift it to her. That would be a great gift. Like, hey, I was thinking about you. I signed you up for this. If you're not going to use it, let me know and I will. <laughs> I'll do the workouts. Okay. Lit. We have midwife appointments every week. So I got one today coming up. 
and yeah, I'm getting my hair done this week. So it's going to be a good week. Hair done. We'll, we'll be ready for baby when he <laughs> arrives. I wanted to go darker. Not like black, dark, like dark, dark chocolate, but just, I'm not feeling the blonde. I just feel like I can't pull it off. I don't know. Is it my skin tone? Is it like what's happening? It, I don't, I just, I don't love it. But Justin's like, I like it with a little bit of light in it. <laughs> Now, now I don't know what to do. So I've got a little bit of time to figure that out. Um, what I've watched, I've started watching something. And I know you're going to guess it. <laughs> Love is Blind. I Season 6, Love is Blind. It's good. It's good so far. And my favorite thing about this show is that they drip release. So they'll do six episodes for the first week. And then you get another six episodes. So you cannot just binge the entire season. And I just truly appreciate that because I totally would binge. I would not get anything done. I, and when I do that, when I binge like a show, you kind of forget all the little details because you don't let them absorb. You don't like take the time to like (laughs) reflect not reflect, but just in between episodes, right? I don't, can you relate to this? Because this has been my struggle. Like I can't, I rem, I forget like little details where as when it's drip released, it's like, how could you forget? Um, yeah, like the big moments really stick out. So we, we like it. If you have not started it, I'm listen, it's a good one. Last season was terrible. It was awful. I like wasted so much of my life watching that show. It was just, it was bad. This season is good. And there's a lot more people. I think my sister and I were talking about it. She's like, I think they had to add more people to up their chances of people matching and getting married. Cause last season it was just a train wreck. Nobody ended up together. Really. It was just not entertaining. Like it was terrible. This season, there's a lot of people there's a lot of love triangles which is so fun in the not so fun but it's like who's gonna pick who and if she picks him will he pick her back or will he pick his other person and oh it's it's so entertaining um there is a mom for the first time actually well the first time we're aware (laughs) there is a mother she has a 10 year old daughter and she doesn't tell she doesn't tell the guys at first. What do we think about that? Because my first thought was that should be something you disclose in the first conversation because that is something that you do when you meet people. Is it not? And like, yeah, her argument was like, I don't want to be like just judged and labeled as a mom. I want people to get to know me. And I'm like, but that's such a part of your life. It's such a big part of who you are. And I don't know. I think she should have said it right away. If you've seen the episodes, you know who I'm talking about and you know how she ended up telling people about it. So it's just, it it makes it interesting and it's, it is really interesting because I was thinking about, I'm like, of all these seasons, all of the women and all the men who have been in each season, there's not been a single mom or dad. None of these people have kids. That's kind of crazy to me. But it makes, it kind of makes sense because that throws a big, that's a big thing because now we're not just like meeting each other. Like it's, it's a child. I don't know. 
we're not going to get into it, but Love is Blind. I watched the first six episodes. I, I'm enjoying it. Um, maybe next week we can start talk, talking more about like the details, but if you haven't started watching it yet, it did come out on Valentine's Day. We are late on the Love is Blind train, but I would love to chat like the couples that I like and the couples that I don't think are going to make it with you, but I don't want to spoil it. So go ahead and watch that this week. <laughs> okay. Um, skincare and wellness stuff going on. I shared my makeup routine recently. I've been using Merit. It just is super light. And my favorite thing about it is the application. It goes on so easy, smooth, and it lasts all day. And I don't feel like I'm wearing makeup. I feel like I could work out with this on. Um, and it's in a stick, like, like, you know, my Tula eye stick that I love and I've been saying for years that there needs to be more stick products like this that I can just draw on my face. And now we have them because Merit made them. So I have a bronzer that just adds like a lot of color. I got a cheek tint and a highlighter. And listen, I don't really know where all of these things go, but I'm just guessing. And I just draw it on and blend it with a brush. And people tell me that I'm glowing. <laughs> so I think I'm doing it right. Okay, I will leave. I don't have like a code or anything for them, but on their on your first order, you get a free makeup bag and then orders over $40 get free shipping. And all of their sets, so if you get like those few products I mentioned like bundled together, it's a set and they're 15% off, so that's something, right? Okay, so that's Merit. Um, wellness, I... I've just been doing my regular supplements, my prenatal, magnesium at night, my new labor prep tea, magnesium, or not magnesium tea, <laughs> my labor prep tea, my red raspberry tea. Um, I also bought some tart cherry juice because I've been seeing this in my nighttime mocktail recipe going around. Everyone has tart cherry juice and I was like, you know what? I'm going to add to cart on my next Whole Foods order and I did. And it's great. I like it. I don't know if it's making me any more relaxed at night, but I know it's good for your muscles too. Um, it's great for inflammation. So that's something new I've added this week. <laughs> all right, we're going to dive into this Q&A because I never get to answer all the questions that come in on Instagram. And also it's so hard for me to answer them whether I'm like trying to find an old picture that is something that they're asking about or typing out it. Like I feel like I have to talk and it would literally be hours of stories for people to tap through. <laughs> not hours, like just too long. It's not story format. So that's why I'm so glad I have this podcast. I have this platform to openly answer and not have to edit and do grammatical er checks <laughs> but also I know you are tuned in and you're ready. You're ready to listen. All right, here we go. So first question was, how do you feel about belly bands women wear postpartum? I actually wrote an article about this. I think it was for women's health. I will link it below. I might, it might, is it women's health? I've done a few articles recently. So now my baby brain is kicking in, but how I feel about it. I feel two ways. Number, no, here's how I feel. <laughs> Belly bands postpartum can be very helpful. I know for me, 
I liked feeling that support because when you have your baby and your muscles are still so fresh feeling, you're not ready to, to sit up out of bed still, even though you can, you, you need support, or at least I did. And that was my experience with it. So I really liked having that band around my belly. It felt good. And I, I think I was either wearing bow bay bands or just my high-waisted leggings, my maternity leggings that just kind of held the belly and felt like a gentle hug, like that little bit of support. The problem with these belly bands is that people will use them in place of strengthening their core. They will use them in place of the rehabilitation that you truly need after you have a baby. Like if you think about any other, and not that pregnancy in birth is an injury, but any other drastic change to your body, like an injury, just like we don't just say like, okay, just, you know, walk on it easy. Like if you, you know, tear a ligament or have a severe sprain in your ankle. No, you need some support. Maybe an ACE bandage. Maybe you're icing it. Maybe you're doing some stretches, uh, some gentle, yeah, just gentle rotations, whatever. I'm just picturing like an ankle or like a shoulder. So to summarize, I do like the option to have a support postpartum legging. Baobay makes a great one. They are designed specifically for postpartum. However, I do absolutely think everyone needs to focus on rehabilitation postpartum. It is very important. And that could be as simple as doing some belly breathing like we did when we were pregnant. You know, the deep inhale, everything is relaxed. And on the exhale, you're lifting the pelvic floor, drawing the belly button in, really tightening that corset, that transverse abdominis from hip to hip, just reconnecting with your core because it has been so long. So that's kind of my say on it. Like they're, they're fine as long as you're not using them to supplement rehabilitation. They're great for support. Okay. Somebody asked, is your abs after baby program okay to start to heal diastasis recti? Okay. So kind of going off the same thing. So while I do not claim to heal diastasis recti like I don't honestly though if you see any program online that does it's like this will heal your ab separation that's a little bit of a red flag so I would say (laughs) mine it, it I don't claim to do that however we have seen great success from so many women who have said that it has helped them tremendously. They go to physical therapy for the diastasis recti and their physical therapists have given my program the stamp of approval. The exercises are complementing what they're doing and they have seen great changes and closing that gap. So while I don't make promises, I do know that um, diastasis recti is a very individualized thing. You might have a a severe case you might have a moderate case where other women have you know it's not a big separation but it's deep um, and it's maybe it's on the lower abdomen maybe it's on the upper ab there's just so many different ways it could go so it really is best if you do have diastasis recti to go see a physical therapist uh, even a pelvic floor physical therapist can help with this too and yeah so to answer your question 
yes, it can help, but I do not claim to heal. I think everyone needs to get checked out postpartum. When did Ayla and Rosie stop napping? I noticed you didn't mention Blake in this question because she she recently stopped napping and she's three and a half. Uh, but yeah, right around three, three and a half was the age where we can't really get them to lay down. Like they're, they're kind of more aware that things are going on and that they don't want to nap. Um, it, it was really hard. I can't honestly even remember with Rosie and Ayla. Is that terrible? But I feel like it's always like the same case. Like if we time it and they're in the car and <laughs> we go for a ride, they might doze off if you still want them to nap. But yeah, the whole like lay down and go to go in your bed and shut the lights like that has that's right around like even like two and a half for Blake, maybe three is when it got tricky. But um, yeah, she's this past like fall winter. It was it was rough because she still needed a nap. Like she would get to like four p.m. and just be a complete nightmare, crying. Oh, it was rough. And then she'd fall asleep at like five when we're making dinner. Yeah. Now she's doing better. Like she will she will fight through and not nap. Again, she is three and a half. So I feel like that's a good age. And then she goes to bed great for us. But now the problem is. At preschool, she takes naps on those days when she's there, <laughs> and it makes bedtime really hard. But I know she's getting, she needs that rest during the day. So, prayers. And now I'm going to have a new baby who's going to be on a wacky nap schedule. Oh my gosh. You know when they're so little and they take like three naps a day? Oh. <laughs> and then you have to like schedule two naps a day, and then two to, oh my gosh, Pray for me. <laughs> okay. Um, Lee asked, affordable immune support. Tired or getting sick on top of pregnancy symptoms? Oh, no. Okay, affordable. Well, I would say to start out with a healthy, balanced diet, but I don't want to sound like super <laughs> cheesy. But honestly, like that is the best thing you can do is to be eating nutrient-dense foods, I mean, in terms of like saving money, because you need to eat anyways, it's not like you're buying anything extra. So just lots of fruit, vegetables, superfoods. Um, unfortunately, if you really want good supplements and things that work and make a difference in your immune system, from what I've found is they're a bit of a splurge. Like my Armra colostrum, that has been so helpful this like cold and flu season, um, I also grabbed the, the healer from Gut Personal, which is kind of like Armra Colostrum, except for it's vegan. It's, I think I, I don't know if I like it more, but I just like it as an option. Yeah, those things can be pricey, but like to me, it's worth it because if I can save myself from getting, getting sick, I'm saving myself time. I will have more energy. Like it is worth every penny. I'm trying to think of other things. I know you can get some like vitamin C droppers or um, some supplements at like Whole Foods or your local health food store. Hmm. I don't, I mean, my best recommendation is to wait for sales. So if you see, I'm like, what would be coming up soon? I feel like there's always, there's always a reason to have a sale, whether it's Easter sale, spring sale, there's always something going on. So just 
keep the brands you like in mind and check in with them for deals. The next question that came through quite a few times was, why did you cho choose a home birth? And I know this came from every single person was asking like in a very respectful, like kind, like I'd love to hear more about this type of way. However, <laughs> I just think it's so interesting. Like why isn't just wanting to do a home birth enough of enough of a reason to, to do it? <laughs> like nobody ever asks you, hey, why'd you choose to birth your baby in a hospital? Like, why did you choose that? Why, that was a choice you made. That was a decision. Why, you know, what made you, what made you do that? <laughs> nobody ever asked me that. I had three hospital births and nobody ever asked me after each one, like, why? Why? <laughs> what made you want to do that? Um, <sighs> it's like, because I thought that was what you do. Uh, but anyways, to answer this question, I... I think I did this like in a full episode uh, a while back in the fall talking more about like home birth and how we came to the decision. But basically I wanted to do a birth center. I, the end goal was never home birth. I was like, I want to do a birthing center this time because uh, the hospital experience that I've had, the hospital experiences that I've had were not ideal. Um, they... They like I basically I know what to expect in a hospital. I know what to expect. I want something different. I'm gonna try a birthing center, a more natural approach, a more mother focused approach, less in what's the word? Oh my gosh. Interventions, less interventions. Um that's what I wanted. So I found a birthing center, I met with the midwives, there's four of them there. And then I started looking at the rooms that I would be giving birth in, and I, I felt like they were kind of small. And then I also realized that they send you home shortly after you have the baby. I'm talking like a couple hours. <laughs> they send you home, which to me was like blowing my mind. Like, wait, I'm going to just put my newborn baby in a car seat and drive like 35 minutes home. I also like really hate the ride to the hospital, or at least that's where we were going with my other births, like when you're having contractions and yeah, that is not fun to me. So I was like, wait, what, why wouldn't I just do it at my house? Like I could, you guys have the same stuff here. You, they bring everything that you would need and I'd be more comfortable. I wouldn't have to drive. I wouldn't have to worry about like leaving shortly after traffic like there's a lot of traffic in Florida so that's how we decided that is this our last pregnancy is the next question um yes question mark I just hate thinking about it and talking about it because it makes me sad so I haven't like fully accepted that but I also cannot imagine getting pregnant again just after this time it's just been hard I mean like man raising children is hard like the baby phase is also hard <laughs> but oh my gosh they just get older and I I feel like yes they're more independent but they still need so much from me in terms of like emotional support and they're navigating like different stages of life and new behaviors and oh man it's I don't know if I could if I could do it even like just little things like packing lunches Packing lunches. Uh, 
I can't imagine having five kids in school and packing five lunches every night. I just, wow. So yes, we're planning on this being our last, but there's also that thought in my mind of like, what if it's, what if it's not? (laughs) I know it sounds crazy. I'm also like getting older and thinking about that as well. Like Justin pointed out, so he's 35 right now. He's like, when are, when this baby boy is 35, I'll be 70. And I was like, wow, whoa, we're going to be like 70 year old. Like I can't, my mom's young. She's still in her fifties. So I can't imagine her being 70. So we take that into consideration as well. Naomi asked if I had any epidurals for my pregnancies. I did do a whole birth. I hate to keep referring you back to other episodes, but I did do a birth stories episode, um, which kind of summarizes each of the births. So if you want more details and like how long they were and when I went into labor, all those things are in that episode. I will link it below. But yes, I had two epidurals with Ayla's birth and they both failed. And then I had one with Rosie and it worked. And then I did not have one for Blake. So I've had three epidurals, but only one of them worked. (laughs) And she also asked about preventing tearing. So with Blake, I was doing more pelvic floor release, more stretches, and then perennial massage, which I swear by. Mm, I shouldn't say I swear by, but like it definitely helped. It definitely helped because I didn't tear it all with Blake. Um, I use a Kegel release or a um, perennial massage tool. You can you can find them on Amazon. Frida Mom makes one. That's the one I got this time around. Last time I had a different brand that I cannot seem to find anymore. And another thing that helps prevent tearing is waiting to push. Like it depends on how quickly the baby comes because your, your body needs time to stretch, right? Like the baby should be like slowly coming out, slowly coming out, goes in a little bit out and like it's stretching slowly. But when it comes, when they come out quick or your body doesn't have that time to stretch. I also just saw a post about some other supplements to take or (laughs) this one was actually like a spray. She sprays something down there. I don't know if it's an essential oil, but I am totally looking into that. I will do all of the things. If you tell me it will prevent tearing because with Blake's recovery, my third, no tearing, best recovery. I felt amazing. With the other two, not so much. That tear... That, those stitches, like <laughs> the worst part for me. That has just been my experience. Okay, another question was, what week do you start labor prep? She's currently 32 weeks and asking about this. I think that's a great time. Honestly, if you're in your third trimester, labor prep it up. Like there's, it's never too soon. It's never too soon to get your ducks in a row, start gathering the supplies. And I know even, I mean, I have a lot to, to gather as I'm doing a home birth, but even like for postpartum and, uh, for birth prep, like let's say you're not doing the perennial massage yet. You can still order the tool. Now you can start ordering your labor prep teas and your red raspberry leaf and start taking your magnesium. You can totally start doing the labor prep stretches and pelvic floor release. Those are, it's never a bad time to start a lot of this stuff. Like a lot of this a lot of these things are good for us for our entire pregnancy. There's just a hyper focus on them towards the end because we do want, you know, our hips to be nice and 
loose and our pelvic floor to be relaxed so that baby can come out and our pelvic floor can get out of the way. So I would say it's never too early. I would just wait on the perennial massage. Um, some of the supplements might, you want, you want to wait till later. Definitely check with your doctor, OB, midwife, whoever is your care provider for that. Somebody asked if I've harvested any colostrum yet. No, I have never leaked prior to baby coming. So we Yep, no milk yet, no colostrum either. Someone asked what his name is. So we have an idea. We have, and I've always been one to like not share the name because number one, I don't want to hear what other people think about it. I just don't. Why can't that be a normal thing? Right? Like, <laughs> but I, I still like to, and I also, what if I change my mind? What if I say the name and then the day comes I'm very indecisive this pregnancy. What if I'm like, let's name him Patrick because he was born on St. Patrick's Day. Just spur of the moment. Or, <laughs> or yeah, what if, I don't know. What if I change my mind? What if I don't like it for some reason towards the end? Um, yeah, so we kind of have an idea, but nothing is confirmed. All right, next. What are you going to wear during birth? a great question. I am definitely going to wear a bralette, nothing fancy, my bow bay one. I know I see other girls like do like lace bralettes and I'm like, how are you comfortable in that? The bow bay ones are just super stretchy. They're easy to breastfeed in. Um, I do have a discount code, Kimperi Co or Kimperi Co 10. I will link it below. Uh, they make, I've worn them for my last two births, these bras. And then they also make great postpartum stuff as well, like belly bands, bloomers, like these undies that just hug the belly. You can wear them when you're pregnant too. So I'm definitely over that up top. I have a, a cute nursing gown that my mom got me that I might wear. I also did get a birthing gown, but it's not super cute. And listen, I know <laughs> it's not about looking cute, all right? I'm literally going to be half naked in a bathtub probably but I'd like to feel semi-cute I also would like to have this birth photographed so maybe in the earlier stages of labor I'll be wearing one of those like nursing dresses or even just a robe a robe over my I could even wear like underwear with the bra robe because like baby's not coming out for a while you know like we well you labor for <laughs> How many hours? Depends. And if I'm comfortable in them, like I can leave underwear on. Okay. Let's wrap this up with a couple rapid fire questions. Do you plan on starting to drink red raspberry leaf tea? Yes. I've already been drinking it. I actually have been swapping it out recently for my labor prep tea from Pink Stork. When did you start telling people you were pregnant? I'm currently eight weeks and look huge. Oh no. That's how I felt. I, after I miscarried, I wanted people to, and I told people prior, like I was 14 weeks when we miscarried. So I had told people at like seven, eight weeks, at least family. And then I slowly started telling work and, you know, friends, but that's a personal choice for me. I like the earlier, the better, especially after having a miscarriage. I feel like for me personally, I would rather people know what I'm going through versus them not knowing I was pregnant and then now know that I'm grieving. Does that make sense? So basically, <laughs> I prefer telling people sooner, but I understand that other people would want to wait till after the first trimester. 
also for me, like I cannot hide my emotions. I cannot pretend I feel great when I am so nauseous and completely exhausted. Plus I need support from my family and friends. So I need everyone to know as soon as possible. Like I don't like keeping that secret. So I think you're, you're good to go. Like you do it when you want to do it. That was another thing too. I told Justin with this pregnancy, I was like, I need to announce this before I start feeling like absolute crap because I already like the symptoms were coming so fast I was like I it's only gonna I'm not even feeling nauseous yet I just have like headaches and yeah I wanted to be able to tell people while I could still like have a smile on my face (laughs) all right favorite maternity workout leggings I just did a whole compilation review try on haul of these I will put the link down below you can watch the video. It's like five minutes. It was just too long to put on Instagram. And then I also linked up all the leggings. I put the discount codes, if applicable, if I have them. I included those in there. So leggings round up below. It has been a long time coming. This is like one of the most popular questions I get. Um, do you know if your midwife recommends a VBAC? VBAC is a vaginal birth after cesarean. And I don't, I haven't asked her that, but a lot, I know a lot of midwives will support your decision in that. I don't know if it's necessarily like a recommendation and labor mama nurse, it starts with labor. Her name is Trish. I'm going to be doing a little podcast interview with her coming up soon. You'll hear on this page. Um, she talks about it a lot. So I'm going to link her page below she has like birthing courses. She works a lot with women who wanted to a VBAC. So again, that's someone who had a cesarean section their first, or maybe first and second, and now they want to try vaginal birth the third time around. Not, and I shouldn't say try. They want and they are having a vaginal birth because it's. she talks a lot about mindset too. And she was a big person in my <laughs> birthing journey leading up to this home birth that made me realize I have to start saying I'm having a home birth versus we're planning a home birth. Like there's a huge mindset component when it comes to birth and labor. And I love that. All right. Last question here. What lotion slash oil do you use for the bump to help with skin elasticity? Row wellness belly serum. I like that it's a serum. It absorbs into the skin. It is not greasy. It is not oily. It is amazing. And then I also use Skin and Senses body oil. It is more of an oil, but I just wait till right before I go to bed at night and I put that on so it doesn't bother me as much. Um, I know a lot of oils, like if I put them on in the morning and then have to get dressed, I just absolutely hate that. Okay. We're going to wrap it up here. Thank you so much for submitting your questions. Happy to answer them. I wish I could answer more. <laughs> I would, I, I, I'm, I, for some reason, I just am long-winded. I feel like I could take one question and talk about it for the entire episode, and I have to limit myself and say, oh, we're just going to give it just a one-sentence answer. <laughs> it's hard for me. I have to rein it in, rein it in. All right, thank you for listening. I will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.